Sporting Woods presents Wide World of Woods, a Woodworks production. Check out our website, www.www.com. <laughs> We're just going to work on that com bit. We're going to get rid of it. <laughs> .edu. <laughs> <laughs> .org. We're just trying to get the information out there. Yeah. You know, we're working hard. Wide world of woods. Sports. 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 League. Uh, uh, checkers. Fighting. Football, football, and also that other football. (laughs) (laughs) Double, dribble, goal. (laughs) Penalties? Come on, ref. And then make like a... Hey, Sporting Woods here doing our second ever Wide World of Woods. Such a massive weekend of sport that we had. I'm going to start off with my favourite event, uh, the UFC 205. In my opinion, the greatest UFC card that ever was and possibly ever will be. Oh, man, if you watched it, it really was. Beforehand, and this is where I'm going to start with, you can only start with this bloke, Conor McGregor. I have talked a lot about how I didn't, I thought he was just all hype. I thought he was, you know, and I've seen him put on some tremendous performances. I mean, knocking out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds, great. But I always sort of explained it as, well, you know, anyone can get caught at any time. Aldo obviously came in firing and he got caught. But, you know, to go up a division, to verse the champion of that division, and then to absolutely dominate it. He knocked him down six times. And as soon as that first time he knocked him down, me me and Tom, we looked at each other and was just like, Wow, he's going to smash him. Because it was so clear that Eddie Alvarez couldn't get near him. They were talking about how Eddie was going to wrestle him, and, and Connor's wrestling was was pretty average. But Connor knocks him down with his long arms, his precision yeah. left hand that just sleeps people. Anyone. I, I Like I said, I've, I've been thinking, I've been hoping that it's just all hype. I always like to think that no one's bigger than the sport. But this guy, in my opinion, could be one of the best fighters that we've ever seen. Wow. Ever. I'm talking like Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Floyd Mayweather. He is something special. You feel like there's no one in the UFC that could touch him. I mean, they're talking about him going up to welterweight and versing Tyron Woodley, who's a monster. Damn. And I'm still sitting here just... And, and like they always say, oh, he's in, Connor's in old mate's head. Connor's in my head. Like, he has <laughs> completely got me questioning everything I've ever thought. That's how dominant Damn. he was. It was incredible, mate. I've never seen anything like it. I didn't expect it even close I didn't even come close to expecting that to happen, and he's proven me wrong. I'm sure he's proven plenty of people wrong. And he, you know, beforehand he was talking about going and fighting Woodley. Everyone's laughing at him, like, "Mate, Woodley will bash you." But I don't know. I don't know if Woodley's going to be able to get close enough to him. We're talking about in his division as well. Now that he's lightweight champion, they're talking about whether it's going to be the Khabib Nurmagomedov or whatever his name is, Khabib, or or Tony El Kukui Ferguson. And I mean, they're both sick. They're both sick fighters. I mean, Khabib's undefeated. And he smashed uh, Michael Johnson on the weekend, who's a decent fighter as well. Um, and and Tony's just beaten uh, Rafael dos Anjos uh, last, I think it was last week or the week before, and just absolutely dominated. And RDA is the former champ, so that was who Connor was a, was meant to fight. Firstly, and he put on a good performance. But I still think with both of those guys, Connor will sleep him in the first round. And Alex Jones a month ago would have been 
punching Alex Jones right now for saying that shit. Damn. That's how much my opinion has changed. Uh, that's how dominant that display was. Gross. I don't think there's anyone, any MMA fan that can doubt what he is right now. It is incredible. He, you feel like he could do it to anyone. And then afterwards, he said, and, and all the shitty talks, you're like, you're sitting there beforehand thinking, oh, you know, it's all just promotion. It's all just getting extra bums on seats. I'm questioning all of that as well. I think he just genuinely knows he is that much better yeah. than everyone else. And that is scary. The thing is, is that, yeah, you can have a lot of people that have been like that, mate. Hmm. But then, you know, their abilities didn't back it up. Hmm. You know, and, and to me, that then pisses me off a little bit that you were just a dickhead and that's how you got here. And that's what I was thinking about Connor beforehand. Oh, he's just a loud mouth. You know, people just want to see him get knocked out. But oh, no, you can back he it up. is yeah. just that good. Well, that I don't think it is all talk. I think it's genuinely what he thinks. It's- I don't think he's doing it for bums on seats. I think it's just what he thinks and he's proven it. And that's why it's got people like me who are doubting him so severely just... Completely rattled. Well, he completely rattled. He, I think it was before this one. He had his arms behind his back. Did yeah. he do that? Yeah. And people were like, "It's disrespectful," and blah blah blah. And look, at the end of the day, it's his way of getting into this guy's head. Well, it's all part of it. And the people it's pointed still out, disrespectful. On, it is. But put it on Reddit. Like people were saying about uh, Michael Jordan. You know, to the rookie being like, yeah, "Check this, man. I'm going to do it with my eyes closed. Guess what?" And, and you know, and, and managed to make the shot. It's did. a way of him being like, "I am so much better than you realize, or I am that good that I'm so confident in my abilities. I can do this." But also to a technical, I can put my hand behind me. You know, a technical standpoint. What makes Connor so great, like I said, with the Aldo thing, is he wants people to duck in. Because mm. his counterpunch is... And so, he is doing that for a reason, too. Yeah. He's going, throw one at me, because on, I'm that quick. I'm still going to be able to take this from behind. Listeners should know out. that Alex has got his hands behind his yeah, back in a similar fashion. I am, I am. So, like, that's how good he is. That's how fast he is. And that's how precise he is. Mm. The accuracy the on his knockouts. left hand is incredible. And the combo that finished him... Mm, was- Eddie's moving. Eddie is moving as he's getting knocked yeah. down, and he yeah, still cool. caught him as he's going down. That's how accurate his punching is. I've never seen it. I look, and as well, I've, I'm sitting here and I rag on. I've been ragging for so long on the Connor fanboys and blah blah blah. But guess what? I got into the sport. I started watching it in 2006, 2007 when Anderson Silva was being touted as the the yeah. Bruce Lee incarnate. And you're sitting there and you're like, dude, was I just an Anderson fanboy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And you're just like, but. Yeah, and he's sitting there, like, I, I genuinely think Connor could beat Anderson. Even Anderson in his prime. Obviously, Anderson's past his prime now. Yeah. But this guy, to me, and I never thought I'd say it, is the best fighter I've ever seen. Wow, big call. But uh, justifiable. And I am I am so upset <laughs> that I'm saying that. You know, like, because... You've seen a lot of fighters as well. It's not yeah, like yeah. me and Luke being like, oh, it's the best fighter we've ever seen. How long... Have you been watching UFC for, like, like, in terms of card numbers? Like, they're up to, what, 205? Yeah. That, but, I mean, I've I've gone back and watched since one. Like, I went yeah, and watched UFC seen one. Them. But the, from, lo- like, actually buying the pay-per-view, uh, I think around 50. Yeah, well, okay. I think so you've around, seen your fair share. Yeah. Well, like, like, like I said, about 2006, 2007, I remember the first real fight that was like, holy shit, was Anderson beating Rich Franklin, where he just caught him in the clinch and just knees to the body. And you could see Franklin by the end, just like, please stop. Like, it, And it was, it was, yeah. I'd never seen anything like that, which why it got me so hooked. And like, when I'm thinking about it, it's like, yeah, I think I was just an Anderson fanboy. And I saw every one of Anderson's fights. You know, I got every single one of Anderson's fights. And I, cause I love the bloke. Cause he, you would, you, you knew you were going to see something special. Yeah. I mean, that front kick to, to Vito Bel, uh, Vitor Belfort, that was just insane. You know, and so you're sitting there like, for me to be saying this about Connor for as, as much as I was hoping that he would get knocked out on the weekend, mm. you just can't deny it. You really can't deny what he is right now. And afterward, to go on to the next point, he's, he's gone in the post-fight uh, conference 
and he has said that he should be getting a share of the company. And that he's he's twenty seven or twenty eight, and he's sitting there. And who can deny him of that? Yeah, like Think dead of all the set. Money, the he's revenue. saying he's that's the time to be saying it. Well, <laughs> no yeah, one can deny it. He's a two weight champ, which he said he'd always be, and he's gone and proven it. And you're just like, that's an maybe insane this guy, thing. Anyway, maybe this guy is. Just maybe he does deserve it because that's basically he's having a kid in February or, or March or something like that. And he's saying, you know, if you want me back here, you got to give me a piece of the pie, a legitimate piece of the pie. Mm. I want you to set my family up for life. And you're just sitting there like, this guy could go anywhere and he'd take all these fans with him. And no matter where, what he fights, if it was a local thing, millions of people would tune in to watch it. Mm. That's, and it's not just the shit talk. That's what I, the, the, the thing that I've changed in is I thought it was all shit talk. I get if you can move the needle, if people want to knock you out, uh, people want to see you get knocked out, you know, it's good for the company. To me, it should be about what you can do in the ring. And that's, I guess, why I've changed is he has proven that it isn't just talk outside. He is mm. talk inside. It's his composure. He goes, he is such confidence that you you can tell that he knows he's going to do it. Just to bring you back to talking about him deserving a piece of the pie, it's the same thing as the Seinfeld actors. When they started demanding, you know, several million per episode, you'd had people standing back and going, oh, that's so greedy. You're already being paid for, you know, your episodes and your work and whatnot. But if NBC is making X amount of millions yeah. of dollars out of that, it's like, well, do you think I maybe have something to do as exactly. one of the main four actors in that yeah. and the well, success that well, you're experiencing? They, Don't I deserve a bit of that, Moolah? That's a good point. And, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, you take, you take Kramer out of it and it's like, is it the same show? You take yeah. it. But that's why it's interesting because the UFC has just gone through the selling of it and they sold it for $4.2 And he's sitting there like, how much of that do you think? It was me. And you're like, beforehand, you're like, God, oh, what a cocky little asshole to say no, that. Yeah. But, you know, there's been so many great fighters beforehand that I'm pretty sure I had a thing to do with it. And, yeah, that's still relevant. But, really, going into the future now, it's it's the Connor show. It really is. And I hate saying that. But it's it's anyone, every, everyone is going to be chasing him. And not just the, the big uh, money fight. They want to prove that they can beat the best. I mean, if you're going to be in that sport, you'd want to fight the best. What's the point in fighting someone you know it's you're not, better than? Yeah. So they all want to, I'm sure, fight him. And and as well, a side note, how fucking tough is Nate Diaz? That's Fair. something I've thought of too because now that he's, he's slept someone like Eddie Alvarez, like Eddie Alvarez wasn't some bum. This was a guy who dominated the former champ, Rafael Dos Anjos. He dominated him in the first yeah. round, knocked him out. So this isn't some guy who's just had a good run. This is someone who's deserved it and spent their life doing it. And he had nothing. It was like watching a man beat up a child. Ooh. It really was, man. You've got to watch this fight. It was phenomenal. And to even, you know, get off Connor's nuts for a bit, the fight beforehand, to make this the, the greatest card, the fight beforehand, Wonderboy versus Tyron Woodley, holy fuck. In my opinion, that's fight of the year. That was the best example. I'll tell you, that was the best example. Like this sport, the reason why I first got into it is, is it's MMA. Mm. It's mixed martial arts. It's every different style. You've got karate against wrestling, against grappling, against striking, against, you know, street fighting. And it Muay doesn't, it, it's Muay Thai, everything, man. And you're sitting there like, far out. This is, this is awesome. And on the weekend, it was a great, it was a great example of that. You had Wonder Boy who is being brought up as a karate kid. His stance, his wide stance, and you knew that Woodley, who's a monster, you check out Tyron Woodley, he is 
probably first or second most ripped monster that goes in there, Yoel Romero, who, by the way, was fighting on this card as well and threw a flying knee into Chris Weidman's head. And there was, you would have hated it, Vilkins. There's blood dripping out, like pouring out of Weidman's head. Weidman also. I I really would have hated that. As much as I love wrestling, it's always like, oh, that looked like that hurt him. (laughs) Weidman Weidman was also the guy that knocked out Anderson Silva first and also beat him twice. So So Weidman's isn't. Bloody good card. Oh, man, this is the best thing ever. Like, it really was. So, Joel Romero's beast throws that knee, busts out Wyman, holy shit. And then you got Woodley, who is such a beast as well, and he's so explosive that Wonderboy's keeping him outside of the range with his kicks and his, his karate ability. But then in the first round, Woodley just goes and he throws one overhand and gets him on the ground. And for three, or maybe not three minutes, two minutes, he's just busting Wonderboy up on the fucking ground. And you're just like, oh my God, call it off, Raph, call it off. But Wonderboy was still defending himself. He was still in it. Survives that round somehow. His face is just wrecked after it. And you're just like, holy shit, this is going to be over real quick. Comes out in the second round, same sort of thing. And that's how it proves how good Wonderboy is. Even as much as Woodley busted him, it's Woodley still tactic. didn't trust. He didn't trust yeah. that, that Wonderboy wasn't going to kick out a, a switch yeah. kick that knocks him out or some crazy shit. So he still gave him the respect. But then, Bulls goes in for the charge again, gets him down again, gets him in the deepest guillotine choke I've ever seen. And you're sitting there like, how is he not unconscious? I was sure he was unconscious and the ref just couldn't see it. But he wasn't. He's given a thumbs up. Like, you got to watch this fight, guys. you got to watch this fight. I mean, you built- I don't think I have to anymore. You've just, like, painted it perfectly. Woodley, Woodley People will be versus- on the grip on the seats while they're listening on in, in the bus. They'll be like, what happened next? Woodley versus Wonderboy, in my opinion, is five of the year. Diaz versus McGregor 2 was sick, but nothing compares. It, was, it gives me chills even thinking about it right now. That fight is the epitome of what makes that sport so great. I fucking love it. I couldn't love anything more than what I saw on the weekend. Yeah, and, right. yeah, so... Fucking wild world of woods. Oh, that's what this is. It's all about the around the grounds, oh, mate. I love it, man. We don't, norm- we don't normally do a wide world of woods, but sometimes these two see so much sport where they're like, no, Michael, we need to do an episode on these. We're not going to be able to contain it in. Yeah, well, it would have just got brought up when we're talking about cricket. And you're like, yeah, that's like our comment. And you're like, dude, stop talking about <laughs> yeah, fighting. Stop talking about it. It's not what we want to hear. So anyway, I think, you know, I think i got to let my heart So where was that down. played? Where was that played at? That, well, that was the first where fight. Was- that was the first fight ever in Madison Square Garden, which oh, is really? so big. Boom. For 21 years, so New York has not allowed really? cage fighting in, Sorry, in New where, York. Where was that? New York. New York. Madison Square Madison Garden. Square yeah, Garden. I was going to ask the guy. That's the be-all and end-all yeah. of like fights. Yeah. So that's, that's why they're going to fight. Mate, the undercard had former Even champions on it. Yeah. Wow. The undercard had former chance. So it was a, it was something I was up since like, for like 9 a.m. till, and it went till like 5.30. So it was just like eight hours of legit fighting. Well, you've sold me. I'm going to go check that out. Yeah, you can yeah. still buy that pay per view, can't you? <clears throat> <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sure you can it's buy probably, it. It's probably <laughs> online for purchase. Yes. I will check dude, that out. Seriously, I, I, I promise. I am it probably going to watch it. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah, so right good. on. All right. Well, my point I was it's making. The pageantry. The pageantry oh. sounds great. It's at the MSG. They haven't. Good on you. It's at the garden. Nice fight. So we've we've got we've got obviously it's wide world of woods. This one occurred at, at the at the garden, New York. So where are we going next? Well, I want to go back a week and start off with the uh, momentous mm. victory for the Irish rugby team, big, which was played big. in Chicago uh, against New Zealand. Now, when I I didn't get to watch that game because Fox Sports a shit house and they didn't um, have any coverage of Rubbish. it, which is just incredibly Not even shit. on ESPN. Nah, it was on nothing. Ugh. You had to wait until it was released on YouTube. What? And it was a shitty, like, higher-pitched, shitty, 
It was. Passed. I heard that one of the main irritants that people had was that uh, they referred to a try as five points. Everyone mm. <laughs> was mm. like, "Dude, yeah, it's people not struggle five with the points. word try." Hey? Well, like, like, what do you mean you tried to get? You it? Tried it is it? a very annoying word. I got to say, as somewhat of an outsider, there's any other word you could call it a friggin'. Well, Hang on, why call it double dribble? Like, why? Why call it anything? It's just a name that, you know, has the Yeah, name. but dribbling's not something you normally do in a sport. Sports are hand-in-hand hand with trying your best. Why You're trying I- in sports all the time. Mm. Yeah. Hang on. There's a, there's a story behind it. I just got to make sure I get my facts right, and I'll tell you why it's called a try. When the game of rugby was still slowly evolving, it was almost impossible to cross the opposition's goal line with the ball in hand. There were too many players on the pitch, and the match resembled an enormous, slowly moving scrum. On the rare occasion that a player took the ball in his arms, he would be immediately tackled, blah, blah, blah. The games were won by moving the ball as near as possible to the opposition's goal and then kicking a goal out of hand. So, a, a drop kick. Oh, okay. That's so cool. So, basically, it was like there was no points for crossing the line. It was a big What you would get would be shoot. a try to kick the goal. Right. Uh, that's where it comes from. But have that's a go. still using the word try in the appropriate context. Well, you get a ch- well it could be called a chance, too. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's could basically have been called where it anything. Came but, like, oh, uh, New Zealand are three chances up. You know, you can understand why people would get confused and a little angry. But, but you know what? When you go back to this, you start learning, like, all of these games that are now billion dollar organizations were actually created by schoolboys. And that's one of my favorite things to think about when it comes to sport, is most of these games were invented by schoolboys. Yeah. That just wanted to Bored play a game. You know, and they just said a each bunch of 14, 15 year olds playing a game that's ended up becoming one of the biggest global events in the world. Yeah. You know, that's well, then, fucking great. Then the question is, wh- what's going on with our 14 and 15 year old boys? Exactly. Why can't they get the finger out? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Where's Wall? <laughs> 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 I don't think <laughs> their finger. <laughs> let's not. Yeah, yeah, let's I don't think out. it's their finger that they're worried about. <laughs> Where's World Cup Wall Ball? Yeah. Hey, good call. Yeah. I used to play a game called Dead Duck. You rip the skin off a tennis ball and everyone oh, just stands oh. there coughing it. I was not expecting to say tennis ball. Yeah. You know, tear the skin off. I was like, no, whoa. Skin. You know how they you call dead the duck? skin of the yeah, tennis yeah, ball yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like real hard. They're underneath. real tough. Welcome yeah. to the uh, world quarterfinals of quarters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that one with Drinking the- games become the, like in a hundred years from now, there's drinking oh, games. Right. That's the one with the coin you flick it at other people's yeah, knuckles. Yeah, blood knuckles. Yeah, blood knuckles. Blood knuckles. So anyway, back to back to Ireland, New Zealand. I, I was I was ecstatic to hear when I woke up in the morning that Ireland did get up over New Zealand. Mm-hmm. The only games that I, well, not the only, but the games I watched the most and go back and look on are the ones where New Zealand get beaten. Not because I hate New Zealand, but m- merely because they're obviously the best. And if you're seeing them getting beaten, you, you're the expecting team. to see the other team has risen to a level they've yeah. never been at before. They don't get- so that's why you want to watch those games. Yeah. When I watched Ireland versus rugby, up. Uh, when I watched wow. Ireland, yeah, that was we'll take you all on. <laughs> Talk about a when I, when I watched Ireland versus New Zealand, I was so excited to watch it. Within the first ten minutes, I was sitting there thinking to myself, "I hate being like this," but I was like, "This feels a little contrived. This feels a little fabricated." There was a, a yellow card against one of the props that was just a great hit. It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't even take him above the horizontal. It was a great hit. Now I understand the PC nature of the world, and we got to play a safety, all that shit. But dude, this was not. This was a great hit. This would be what a coach would would, would drill define. into his players to do. And he got a, he got sent off for ten minutes for it. And the Irish commentators going, oh, he's lucky not to get red carded, which for you, Michael, means he gets sent off for the 
entire game. Oh, really? You're just like, that's fucking... Sorry. Hey, hey, hey. The whole point of on. this whole podcast scenario was so that we could Don't need the you. lip, mate. Yeah. If you don't want to be trying here, to help a brother out. Why don't they just throw the ball forward to the guy that's standing all the way up there? <laughs> all right, Michael, that's it. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> You've had your fun. But I did. Honestly, I looked at it. Oh, you went. <laughs> oh, see you, Mike. I was not expecting that. But I did... I did think <laughs> Come that back it- in here. Come on, get in here. tail between his legs have you learned your it's lesson on my tail <laughs> <laughs> but no i did like i'm not trying to say that there was cheating it just felt like collectively globally the world was a little tired of seeing new zealand win yeah it felt like in that first 13 minutes every advantage was given to the irish mm. it felt like there was a mall well it didn't feel like it happened there was a mall try scored very close to the line no definitive evidence of the yeah. ball being put down and the ref immediately as it goes to Timo says, is there any reason why I can't award a try? And you're like, hang on a minute. There's no proof that this got down. There was a Kiwi anyway. bloke underneath him. And then up from that kickoff, so once Ireland are up 10 nil or something, from that kickoff, the New Zealand winger goes down and competes for the ball and then gets penalised for taking the bloke out in the air. But, I mean, it was eventually like the penalties were like 9-1. to one. And I don't want to be a Paul Gallon here saying that, you know, that immediately means the ref's cheating because, you know, there's a, a one-sided penalty count. But it did just seem to me, as someone who had no horse in this race, I wanted yeah. Ireland to win. And it, you're sitting there like, it just felt a little sus to me. So I'm looking forward to the game that's coming up this weekend, which is a rematch over in Dublin. So I'm really looking forward to that, to see how the All Blacks respond and... and <laughs> And whether or not, you know, Ireland can do it pain. again. They oh, will, man. And I hope they can do. Can you imagine? Like, I'm, I'm sure that they will bring the pain more than, more than Ireland could possibly imagine. Well, I hope. And I, but I'd still hope that Ireland have confidence they do it. But I, 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 I just felt a little disappointed in that game that it did seem there was a little bit of, oh, let's, you know, and I'm not taking any way. Like, Connor Murray, the, the Irish halfback, incredible player, one of the best halfbacks in the world. The Ireland have a lot of good players. But, you know, it's hard to verse the other team and the ref. So I'm not. I don't hey, know. Uh, tell me. Let's get away from from New Zealand. Then we'll stay on with rugby, though. The Aussies are chasing the Grand Slam over in Europe at the moment. Who'd have thought the Aussies would mm. be going for this? This is such an in- impressive run well, for got, Australian rugby. We've teams. still got the hardest ones coming up. I, th- I was yep. very disappointed in Wales' performance. Yeah. They were ordinary. Their their outside centre was was coming off their man every time and just giving the lines for Reese Hodge and outside backs to just destroy. Mm. Falau's was phenomenal, but. Really, I felt like Wales had nothing. They had nothing. So I was a bit disappointed by that. I was really impressed by how Scotland played. They they, they pressured us from the start. They mm. wanted it, you could tell. And I will say that the Australian rugby team, you know, what I was calling for when we were in the rugby championship was for them to get the fundamentals right. Yes. And it appears, you know, they've straightened up their attack. They're running straighter. They're running onto the ball. It's not this one off the ruck catching it flat-footed and, yeah. and wondering why we're not making the gain, gain line. You know, it's our, our locks, I think, have really muscled up. Hmm. And that's uh, Coleman and um, Rory Arnold. They've really muscled up and, and been physical, which is what you need. It's the first point of reference when you come to winning a game. You must be more physical than the other team. And I think that's what Australia's been doing. But, you know, they didn't quite execute on the weekend, but their grit got them home in the end. Yep. It was a very tough game. I think they, they should take a lot out of that game, but still a lot of areas to improve in their execution. Yeah. From all accounts, they did leave quite a number of points yeah. out on the field. The same which, with um, the Wales game too. Like they, they yeah. ended up winning that game thirty-two eight. They could have easily put sixty on them. They mm. were so dominant in that game. And so yeah, let's hope that they got against France this week, which doesn't take that doesn't affect the Grand Slam nature. It's got to be 
uh, Wales, England, Scotland, Ireland. That's the Grand Slam. So this, but this is still an important game to keep their momentum up. Well, yeah, keep their momentum. Continues. It continues on a good run, and it's interesting to see how difficult it is for Australia to win in the Southern Hemisphere versus the Northern Hemisphere. I think it's more to do with who they're versing. I do, and that's where I'm going with this, <laughs> yeah. is that, like, it's in- interesting to see, like, you know, like, how that whole, like, thing of if if your brother was much, much better at cricket, you might be there, like, oh, man, I suck, but then, like, you play with actual women, you're like, oh, man, like, no, he's just really good, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I and I, I'm quite good, yeah. I'm just not as good as my, my brother, you who's, know, like, who's sick, and, yeah, who's yeah, sick you know, and we, we do play a lot of the Kiwis, we do play a lot of South mm. Africa mm. and Argentina, and those, I mean, you only have to look at the World Cups in the last couple it's been. Yeah. The, you know the southern nations southern tend to do very well. I, I think though England are a real danger. I oh, think they yeah. got up over no South doubt. Africa over the weekend. South Africa yep. have got a lot to work on. Yeah, they um, do. But, I, but I've always said they've got their Andre Pollard coming back. He's the future of South African rugby. He's the first South African ten that I've seen that's actually going to run the ball and and put oh, some geez. question marks in in the defensive line rather than just you Mornay staying kicking it all the time. So he's exciting. He's still injured though, but. You know, hopefully next year he comes back and he and South Africa improve from there. I just want to say one last thing about the Aussie rugby team. I feel like there's a few players already pulling their hand up uh, for long being long term Wallabies, uh, mm-hmm. particularly Reese Hodge and and Dane Haley Petty, and and like I said, the locks as well. I think they've proven a lot uh, as long as they keep that notion of winning the physical battle and and running onto the ball, just make the gain line. If they can do that. They need to work on the set piece. I feel like our scrum's better, but our line-out has been shithouse. It's been shithouse for many years. Well, it's usually been the opposite, man. It's usually been our scrum that's the one that's in trouble, and our yeah. line-out's pretty solid. As I said mm. to my old man, is it feels like Australia can't be good at both set pieces. They would be shit at one <laughs> and good at the other. We're <laughs> only allowed one. With the, the Argentine, Ledesma, uh, he's the, the forwards coach, I think particularly the scrums yeah. coach, yeah, yeah. Uh, former Argentinian. He he's really 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 helped our scrum and it looks it looks really good it looks like it could take on any team in the world, so we've got the really two tough games coming up probably the two harder games for this Grand Slam if we win it if we get the Grand Slam it really will be well deserved because Ireland are in good form obviously with the win over the All Blacks and England I mean what they're ten and zero under Eddie Jones I think they haven't lost a game under Eddie Jones so they're going to be the toughest that's going to be the last week of the uh, Northern Hemisphere tour. So that's one I'm looking forward to. Mm. What about league, Luke? Mate, it's uh, it's it's crunch time. Four it's nations. In the four nations. We've uh, we've finally got to the pointy end of it. Australia have managed to look at make it look all a bit cruisy. What about the uh, the draw between Scotland and New Zealand? Yes, quite a, quite contentious. I mean, who'd have thought that Scotland would have have it to to come up? And you know, the Scotland are there basically because they're, it's in the northern hemisphere. You know, they're normally like Papua New Guinea, Papua New Guinea playing, and that was sort of the similar thing. So then they're there because well, they're probably one of the better league nations. There are in that area, mm. um, as opposed to the other three, obviously. A bit sad that Italy didn't get a look in, but I suppose so, you know, Scotland, Scotland get you know, get get their chance. Are they qualifiers for that, or do they just sort of pick I, it on a win? I don't know. Hopefully, they think qualifiers. it's qualifiers. Good. Well, that's what I'm sort of saying is that I think Scotland kind of got in on the fact that it was you know in England. Yeah. But Scotland, obviously, yeah, with a big with a uh, New Zealand haven't had it their own their own I way had- for a lot of it. I mean. They put, I heard they were pretty ordinary. Well, it's a tie to there, and they have been ordinary. I mean, yeah. they just they just haven't been playing as well as they have in the past. I mean, that that drop goal, uh, you know, win against England, which may or may not have gone over. They're still like the jury's out, and like um, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, they were like, no, it went over, and like you watch the footage, and you're like it. 
It went over. It went over. I think it went over. It went over. Can they frame it? Can they stop the frame where it's express- next to the post? Yeah, you, the, is it in front of it? Or the, is it- the, the camera they've got is behind the sticks and the ball is white, like all white, and so is the stick. So it rolls past and it's like frame, frame, frame. I think that went through. Like, I mean, like a bit like Paula Mounters in the in the '98 semi-final yeah. against Parramatta. He kicked that drop goal for the bull, the Bulldogs fella. Uh, Craig Paula Mounter kicked a drop goal from about 50 out, and it looked like it went over, but it just just missed. missed and yeah, it was just but you couldn't really tell. It, yeah, it's, it's difficult well, sometimes. Sean, Sean Johnson was the one who kicked it, and he was like, "No, I kicked it. It went over." It was like, ah. "Yeah, you would say that though, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you?" <laughs> but no, so so we'll, you know, obviously New Zealand haven't had their the all way. Obviously Australia go through with a clean sweep. They've made it look. It was a pretty in the first contest between Australia and New Zealand though. It was that pretty was the tight, closest. and it was yeah, it was like fourteen six. Yeah, it was. Like it was a pretty good game that one. Um, but we cruised over the top of England. They gave us a bit of a nip and tuck to begin with, but we we ran away with it in classic Aussie versus England um, nature. They they made it look good, and then coming obviously the final is this weekend against New Zealand. New Zealand have a great history of sucking the whole way through, getting to the final match, and then beating us quite convincingly. It seems to be that it's it's which New Zealand rugby league team turns up. Oh yeah, the good one or the bad one. Yeah, like and, and that's and that is and when they're crazy. good they're great, and when they're bad they're shit. So it comes down to Sean Johnson. Yeah, he that that game that Australia game. He nearly, he was so close to taking it to himself, uh, for himself, that one. Yeah. It was so close. He put it on the last play of the game. He rolled oh, over the, that, over yeah. the line and it took about four of them to stop it. And it was only the fact that the four were like, you know, it, it, I can't even know who it was, but it was like Ferguson and, and all these blokes who were monsters yeah. and just sort of like sat on him and under him. And he, he was nearly there. It was, it was a good game in the end. So and it's, it's, it's not a foregone conclusion, even though the Aussies are. Absolutely not a foregone conclusion. When, do you know when it's on? It's on I Saturday, I think, but I'm, don't quote me on that. Australia will be out without Sam Thiday. Thiday out with a fractured cheekbone. He ran into the British Bulldog. Bloody, what's the captain Graham. of, uh, yeah, Graham. Yeah, he ran to Graham and popped his bloody, and he's, he's there like, oh, it's gone. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Poor bugger. Poor bugger. Yeah, he's, he's busted his cheekbone. Well, the big thing that's also great. come out of the Australia Great Britain game was the punch oh, from Sam Burgess to. David the old Clemmer. Dave Clemmer. Now, this is a bit of a contentious one because... Because you two think that fighting should be a legalised part of rugby. can you give me just two minutes to explain myself and then you may have your point. But, sure. But here's my point. First of all, the punch has been taken out, outlawed in the NRL. You go on, you go on a hard time if you punch someone, right? So that's what's happened in the NRL. In the four nations... They decided it's not going to be a send-offable offence if you punch someone. You put you put one on the, on the guy's chin. It's going to be a strategy. It, it's not a strategy, all right? I am okay with the punch in rugby league. It's not something that should be decided as a, you know, you shouldn't be able to have your, your dollar contracts where you get some old mate that's at the end of his contract toward the end of the year to, to join your team for a buck, and then he goes out there and he bops Just someone. Takes out the best player. Takes out the best player. None of that, obviously, yeah. but it's it's something that, the game honestly has kind of lacked for for a fair while here, and it, what the reason why Clemmer got bopped, the reason why he Sometimes hit him. Sometimes they just place, need a little lesson, a little. They bloody do. But yeah, in a, in that game as well, it is. I mean, it's such a, a niggly game because mm. it's about trying to stay on top of the bloke for as long to get, to let him get back for ten meters. Yeah. That's something I disagree with, but that's the game. Trying and, to get into his head, and there's all these. You see these days, there's just all these throwing handbags. They're pushing and shoving. They're yeah. slapping each other, and there's all this yeah. 
shit stuff and they know they're not going to cop one back. Yep. That's the, it's the, that's the thing. And it's it. like, it's wrecking the game. It takes up more time. If this guy lays one on him, he won't do it again. But you know that as well, even just from real life. If you're having a verbal argument with someone and you get them so upset that they throw a punch at you, you've won. That's, that's but it's winning. But it's, but it's it different. different in it's a different game in a footy. game. It is. Yeah, because and I, it's it's hard to explain, but it is. It definitely. And once is. they get hit, do you think they go? Oh well, he raises a good point. No, they, I guess no, I the won't. next they time he goes, if I down. do that again, I'm probably going to get laid I'm out. I'm going to get laid Best out again. Best example and is I'm not Joey Johns it. against Jamie Goddard in the yeah. in the league, and they. I mean, that was the New South Wales tactic. It was cattle dog. And that meant they're just going to go the biff and the scrum. Yep. And then for some stupid reason, Andrew Johns, a piss-weak little dude... <laughs> Had to run around the crowd to get wet. And he's gone up against Jamie Goddard, the Queensland guy, who was a legitimate boxer. So Goddard's just pumped him a few, yeah, like, hard, a, just giving oh, him right. so many. Yeah. I mean, he start, like they started it. Yeah. That was their tactic to try and get... Joey was trying to get I mean, there. it shouldn't be a tactic. That should not be at all like, okay, well, when we're in the but, scrum, but what happened? throw what happened- left hooks in. But what happened afterwards? So then he's he's laid out, and then he's once it's all broken up and the refs gone around and, <laughs> and and calmed it. Joey Johns probably concussed, or I don't know what he was thinking. Ducks around the ref and tries to go back at Goddard. Goes like, "Man, are you kidding?" Whack <laughs> again. And then Joey Johns has been said that like he's, he woke up like ten minutes later and he's in the he's in the change room getting like thirty stitches put in his lip oh, really? with fucking Tommy Radonis because he's going, "Yo, weak prick, fucking get back out there." <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> and I mean, yeah, look, I see what, I see what you're saying, dude. But yeah. it's rugby league, man. And that's to what, me, though, it's that's, the same as that's rugby league. Yeah, that's rugby league. You got you, you can take it out of ice hockey. Can't you, can't you say of- that the same for cycling and steroids? It's like, oh, look, that's cycling. That's what has to happen. It's been a part of it but for that's ages. Performance is part of the game. You don't think getting punched in the face is a performance I think being able to deterrent to do detriment. You can use it, but it's not to be sure. But I guess, look, here's the point, Mike, and I see your point. If a bloke like the Nate Miles, Paul Gallon, not good. That's that's because a bloke has just. Gone to play the ball, he stood up, and Gallon's and gone in and just clocked him and the thing. That's Bad. a dog act. Dog, but what yeah, we're talking act. about here... and, and St- a, Strategic it, biff. You're doing it to get an end result. No, it's more to be like, mate, keep that up, and I'll put one on your chin, yeah. and you won't do it again. I can't express enough how many times you would used to watch him, and there'd be two guys, and they'd have each other by the scruff, and then they'd go, nah, fuck it, we're going to have a go. And he'd swing, and he'd miss. And the guy would swing, and he'd miss. And he'd swing, and he'd miss. And it would be great to watch. And, and they knew that even if this happens again, I might land one on you, and if I do... There will be consequences. Them being crap at it is not an excuse. You can't have steroids, but like it's okay because they pick really bad steroids. If you're going to yeah. allow steroids in it, then like you say with the Olympics, it's going to be who has though. the best doctors. If you're going to allow fighting, why wouldn't I just fill my team up with people that can take a punch because and you can lose. throw a punch? Because you will lose a game. Because you will lose the game. It's a yeah, different but game. the other team might lose their kneecaps and the rest of the season they're going to be losing That's games. That's like saying I'll just pick a team full of shooters in basketball. I'll win, right? I'll score. I'll just score lots of points. That, that would be a viable strategy taken to uh, uh, great success by Stephen Curry. I've always been a proponent of like just... Keep scoring three points and you'll do really well. Yeah, but, you, and yeah, but it's he hard has. to do. That's but it's hard to, to do. do. Yeah, so and they should just punch him. I, I think you... Okay, put it this way. You're coming from, from a different angle to the game itself. And I understand that's fresh. It's exciting. But it's... it's it, well, I, 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 I felt it was good. I felt that it, it was... It was the only time I found myself ever agreeing with Brad Fittler. Because <laughs> I, I think, I look, like, and like Peter Sterling said, there's some blokes out there that just... They, they go onto the they go onto the field with this sense of confidence, knowing they can't get hit. Yeah. So they just do whatever they want. I mean, if you, some guys 
grabbing your nuts and doing all this shit. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to want to clock that dude. Yeah. yeah, but that's the same in basketball. They're not allowed to do that. They should be called up for doing it. And yeah, if they keep doing it, you might want to punch them in the face. But you don't see a lot of those punches being thrown in basketball. If you someone's man on, you, you know. To. Hard, man, hard. Have you oh, ever seen oh. fucking, um, oh, what was that one? I mean, you got the Malice the, in the Palace. That was um, that was, that was 2004. One. Yeah, that that one was that more was the different. crowd that was, involved. That, that was, was chaos. crazy shit. Holy no, I'm shit. talking more about. Haven't seen that. I can't remember his name, but they they full on went at it, eh? And it was like hardcore. Like, they were all, like shaping up to each other and throwing oh, jabs and shit. It was like holy fuck. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is that sense of like old school barbaric whatever that yeah. I do still I just enjoy don't it. Like I, that, it's expected of them. I don't think it's expected. It's not expected. if it was obvious that they sent out, like Luke said, if they sent out this fucking grub and he just went on and sent out and then just knocked out the best player and went, yeah, well, send me off. I don't care. I just knocked out your best player. That's when you're sitting there like, well, that needs to be rubbed out of the game. Correct. But that's why you can't... But where's that line drawn? How do you put that into the rules? Like, oh, well, you can hit him under these What I'm saying, when there's niggle. When when David Clemmer is causing niggles constantly. And he knows he's not going to get one put on his chin. And Burgess goes, you know what? It slows the game down. It, It... it makes it look so soft. It's a piss-weak attitude yeah. to go out there and I'm going to slap a bloke in the head when he's on the ground and I know he won't do shit to me. Yeah. Well, then why not take it the other way? How would you feel about like the refs going, okay, look, you've had four niggles. The next one, he gets a free shot at your chin. I don't want a free shot because then it's... I don't want to ever see someone shot. just have to stand there and cop one in the chin. It's like, mate... If you keep doing that, this is what's going to happen. It wasn't... David Clemmer was there. He was He was there, had oh, his hand on his throat like that. He was he going was too. Ready. Just Burgess landed. And that's the thing. Uh, it, I, I mean, and he didn't. He wasn't upset. He had a cut but in his eye, but still, it wasn't. how is that? That's boxing. That's fighting. That's not rugby. Rugby is, you know, so walking the ball and the but it's a physical, and shit. But it's a physical game, game. And once you go into some physicality, it is the physical side of it plays a big Come part. Out, yeah. And if you're going to allow someone to push you around then, you know, that may help them get the mental edge. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to take a swing if you're sumo wrestling. That's a collision sport and you're pushing up against people. Yeah, maybe not, but I wouldn't blame them if they did. That's all. That's where I'm coming from. I understand it. Like, I've played physical collision sports. I just mean, if, and if you want that part of it, go do boxing. Yeah. Which maybe. is a physical sport and you get a lot to of them people do. in the but, face. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them do. Look, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this. I you don't think so at all. commie pacifist greenie over here. Uh, just, just eat some red. Why meat. don't we all just hold hands and <laughs> sing Kumbaya? Look, I paid twenty dollars to go watch a man throw barbecue skewers in his face over the weekend at the pro wrestling. Yeah, well, don't tell me. Why do they do that? Why, why do they do why that? Because they- it's a that's part of not- the sport. No, it's oh, that's why I paid my no, money for. It's not, you guys want to see throw backward ball, take I it to the s- other end of the pitch, lardy dardy. In a DDT, I don't want to see that. That's yeah, not part that's of it. Wrestling, wrestling is just wrestling. Thumb it's two tacks, men. That's not wrestling. Oh, trash totally cans. Is. Hey, oh, I didn't on. sign up to Greco roaming. I went to a professional wrestling show. That's professional. Undead. <laughs> I was upset that it was real for that bit. I I go there hoping that it's only contrived and it's only yep, storylines. And then when he put those skewers in that bloke's head, I was disgusted. I thought, what world do we accept that man can took Chicken skewers in another man's head. <laughs> Literally, is only disgusting. in professional it wrestling world. Disgusting. Ugh. Let's talk about. If only punching was allowed in podcasting, oh. then we could just move on. I give <laughs> hey, you a little. It can be. We, yeah, it we could. <laughs> we could do that. Let's do it. Sent you out once, Michael. I'm sorry. All right. So we're going right. to go with with now onto the football or the soccer as we know it as, as football. football. We'll call it. We'll call it international view. Well, it's for me. I I really like the name football. I don't know why we call it soccer. It's like yeah, us and the Yanks. 
Okay, sure. The rest of the world's like, mm, <laughs> is football. Anyway, so the footy obviously was on last night. We had Australia uh, come up against Thailand in uh, in one of the pool matches up for the World Thailand Cup. Thailand real good. They are not. They yeah, are I didn't not think they really were good. They were a- zero for four in the in the uh, in the pool games. And that was going wild. You ha- would not. Well, you would, but Michael, you would not believe how crazy this was. So the backstory. I know how you into the pageantry, and this is a sad yeah. pageantry. But about a month ago, the king of Thailand oh, passed away. That's right. Why they so were he passed so away. Angry. So everyone has been in. Morning, and they make mm. it's like forced morning. So everyone's morning. They even said to the to the um the Australian fans and stuff. They said, please don't cheer too loudly, because we are in mourning. That's and bullshit. You wait, and I was like, this is going to be the most interesting game of soccer or football I've ever seen because the crowd's not going to be that entertained. Like they're not going to be that hyped up. Suddenly, smash cut. It's as if like they've gone they've gone a month without being able to cheer about anything, you know, because they're, 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 they're they were insane. The crowd, honestly, I thought the place every was going kick, to erupt every time that Aussies even oh got close God. to the goals. Boom! boom. I was like, well, <laughs> I've never heard that animosity. It'd go before. over the halfway line, and the crowd, honestly, the place would shake. Yeah. like it would shake if it went anywhere near that. And when they scored, oh my God! Yeah, the ho- honestly, I was watching it on because I was in Katie was asleep, and I was just watching in bed. And I had it on one, you know, like it goes one zero to a hundred. The sound it was yeah. on one. You could just hear, like, just hear. And then, like, like I was, I was drawing or something. And then I heard like the. And I was like, holy! Sh-. They must have scored. And look, yeah. looked up, and they bloody had it. it was so loud. Yeah. So, what was the score? Two all against Thailand. Uh, sure. The bottom of the ladder, mm. coming up to the Sochi does that put FIFA us, World does that, Cup. Does that put us in danger? We were in second, I think. Uh, again. Uh, Saudi Arabia was first. Mm. Japan was third. I think Japan may either be on to- uh, with us or leapfrogged us because they mm. beat Saudi Arabia. Didn't we beat Saudi Arabia? No. Or did we draw? Sa- we drew with Saudi. I heard it was like the third draw in a row. For we've, yeah, we've won two, drawn three. Right. Yeah. That'd be well, it. I felt, I felt as though that um, I, I was there when it was one all uh. and then there was the the penalty given to... To Australia. No, nah, yeah. to Thailand. Oh, Thailand's. Yeah. And I felt was, like... Yeah. That's a bit dubious. Yeah. And then the one to Australia was even more dubious. Yeah, the one was. against Mila Yedinak. Yeah. I was like, is that really a penalty? Like, I, I, I don't put I, my hand up to being I'm not a I'm not a massive football guy, yeah. but I mean, I like to watch every sport. So I, mean, I gave it a watch, and and I thought that's surely not a penalty. Like he it was he a weak, had his yeah weak. He sure, he had his out on it, but can, you can jostle and stuff. The can't thing you? the thing about football is is that it's so. Up to interpretation. Up to the interpretation of the referee, and you just have to accept it. And I'm still coming to terms with it, but it's, I know it's hard to do because you're like, I would have been spewing, eh? Wow. I would have been spewing. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, the, he kicked well and scored, but for Australia to be able to only score two goals against the bottom of the table Mm. and those two goals be penalty shots, Mm. uh, is, it say something about our strikers? It says a Is- lot about our strikers and our, our front midfielding area. Yeah. There was a lot of times where Mui was going... Moi, Moi, sorry. Moi. I say Mui. Say Mui. I say Moi. Mui. No, it's Mui. No, it's Moi. Sorry, <laughs> Moi. Anyway, Moi managed to uh, get the ball to Thailand harder than, yeah, sorry, than Thailand was getting the ball to Thailand. And Robbie Cruz didn't have a great game. Robbie Cruz was offside about three or four times there where... He, um, Were they a new combination? Was this a no, new combination? I think it was just Robbie so 
wants that goal. Yeah, he so wants it that he's is, he is pushing it. And watching the slow motions, he was there was one. The first one he wasn't offside. That was crap that they they called that offside. Mm. He was he was absolutely fine. But the other three, he was offside. And it is he just seems to be. I don't know whether it's he's going early or Moy or the, the guys in, in, the, in that midfield area aren't getting the ball. I think Moy held it up a few times, mm. but they just. It's always been our problem is that we don't have strikers. And that's or, why Tim Cahill's so revered. And he, because is, he is, because he's the only one. Yeah. But the answer, I still don't accept that as an answer because the answer to our attack shouldn't be, we'll cross it to the forehead of Tim Cahill. Yeah. That shouldn't be the answer. And mm. it has been four years because he is a prolific header of the ball. There yeah. is, you know, no one can doubt that. Yeah. But... But that, you got to have. You can't be just one dimensional. You can't be that. And there was that one shot. One of the I can't remember. It must have been the right forward. And he he had a pot and it, oh outside uh, about two three meters outside the box. And it was that was a and it, uh, crashed off the off the crossbar. That was a ripper. Yeah, that was so close. So Australia so, didn't. didn't so go we do have this. We do have the talent. See, that's what I was thinking when I when I watch you know few and far between, but I do watch a few A League games. I seem to notice that. Most of the strikers are the foreign players. Mm. You know, you got um, that Bessart Barisha. You got that new little yeah. fellow playing for the Adelaide team, and and he's absolutely yeah, destroying it. Um, so I mean, you, you look at and then and then that uh, guy for Sydney that's already got the most goals in a season already or something, yeah. and they're all the foreign players. And you're sitting there, and you're like, well. Maybe, Maybe we need to start thinking about trying to grow our own strikers, strikers. And, and give them an opportunity. Seems like we're very good at getting the ball up to them. Yeah. But well, that's what we I noticed. Lack. Our midfield seemed yeah. pretty damn good, and our D seems pretty awesome. I saw a yeah. mad tackle well, Matt, just outside the box. I think what are you going to say Matt, Matt Ryan? Ryan. Yeah, he's incredible. He's a great goalie. Matt Ryan is one of the... Uh, I read today he's done triple the time for his country than he has for his team that he plays club. for plays a club plays for Valencia and he sits on the bench which is crazy because he's good Valencia are a huge Spanish team mm. so you know the they, they you got to work hard you got to be very very Go good, good so I think they're saying though his 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 um, time will come in I think February is the transfer area mm. and there's a chance that he'll they'll someone well, we've always had a, Matt Ryan is a is yeah we've had a decent history with goalies too, goalkeepers right? yeah, I, I always love Schwarzer yeah me too. I always thought he was he was the reason why we why we had so much success in those... Well, got us into the World Cup. Exactly. His, and, and Matt Ryan... You know, Cahill gets a lot of the credit, but I yeah. think people forget about Schwarzer. He yeah. was incredible. He man. was. He was. And he, good on him, though, sitting on the bench for Juventus, I think he did. for about- Chelsea. No, Chelsea, oh, and, he, and then he, he, went to, he went to Juventus. But yeah. I don't think he even played the game, but just think of all the money. Yeah. Like, I'm going to put my feet up <laughs> yeah. and be a footballer. All right, I think we've stretched the limitations of our football That's knowledge. That's about as far as we um, get, yeah. So, I mean, there's, a, there's been a lot going on around the world when it comes to sports, but Sporting Woods ourselves had a little excursion. The oh, other yes. Yeah. I this mean, is like, when Michael wants to shine. Let's, let's give I, him I a think chance. We, I think we finally got an opportunity for Mike to have his moment. Yeah. And Mike has been bugging us for a little while to, to, to join a him. A little while. In or this. since, like, June. That's a little while. Okay, <laughs> that's a few. It's a long while. Okay, that's that is a long while. All right, that's like five months. We <laughs> went and finally saw, as a Sporting Woods team and not just Michael on his lonesome, I've, <laughs> I've only been once before. <laughs> he but- did take notes, though. I uh, You're going to edit that guy. out, I know. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> Six more times. I did take notes. I try to get these guys to take notes at all the time, and nothing. Yeah. Um, except recently when they have been taking notes. All right, right, get on with it. We went and saw the AWA, the Australian Wrestling Alliance, Professional Wrestling. 
at the New Globe Theatre in the Valley. Um, they do shows other places, but they tend to do one show a month in Brisbane. And it feels good to finally support local acts. Like, going into it that very first time I went, I didn't think, I didn't know what I was signing up for. I thought, how good could this be? It's, mm. you know, pro wrestling at the Valley. <laughs> yeah, in Brisbane. It just, you know, oh, can't wait to see that. I didn't, Not- I didn't have high hopes Mate, going into it either. I was, to be honest, even walking in there, I was afraid. Mm. I was genuinely afraid. There were people walking around in tie-dye, yeah. and I wasn't quite sure why. <laughs> you couldn't I mean, get over that. I couldn't. There was, like, but, people walking around but in tie-dye. That was surprisingly... A lot more uh, women than I was expecting. Way yeah. more event. ladies. Yeah. And, and cheering ladies, too. They yeah. were so ready to But go. I, I got to say, just to get us going here, that I, I actually walked out of there pleasantly surprised. Oh, my God. More Best than, $20 i It really spent. was entertaining yeah. as shit. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll let Michael take it because he's, oh. he's got well, more experience. Well, what I was... Oh, yeah. Entertaining, absolutely. And before we start, like, I'm going to read out the matches, but I'm going to go from the main event to the first one. Okay. Because I think almost we, we could enjoy it back to front. Yeah. We had the most fun at the top end, and then as they went back, it's not like the main event was unremarkable or anything. start of the main event was It's just that the earlier, the act one was, was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Uh, before we start, a shout out to the crowd, because as much as the wrestling oh. was incredible, and we will talk about it, the crowd was really what made the night, what made the Absolutely. atmosphere. And they encouraged it. It is pro wrestling. They want the crowd rowdy and, you know, yelling stuff out. Just imagine... People, it's it's like the most physical comedy show mm, you've ever exactly gone to was. see. It was, like, it it was was, I spent most of the night laughing more so than like, oh my god! It was like there were some Absolutely. moments like that, but really, you spend the whole time laughing because mm. nothing's off the table. You yep. can say anything, you can chant Get anything, a chant going. As long and as if it's, it's got- good, and if it's good, people will back you up. And it's four hilarious. syllables. You are done. <laughs> you are there. You know. So. I'll start with the main event of the night was JL Gold versus Alex Shepard versus Tim Cade, your mate Alex, versus Mark Davies. I would have knocked that Tim Cade square. You really didn't like the champion. He's the champion of AWA Grindhouse. He was to me, I'm just gonna say he was definitely on a lot of coke. I'm just gonna say that out there. There's you gotta do a certain amount of coke to think it's okay to spit on a stranger. And he spat on a member of the audience, and this guy was just like, What the Fuck, man. <laughs> like, it really was, Nothing was off the table. No, was, it yeah. really was just like, oh, God. That's, what do I do now? That's heavy duty. So, yeah, he was a bit of a grub in my eyes. But then I know he you've... won me back the first moment of this. And the, the he was this guy, this little dude, was dead set, like five foot so, five. He was yeah, tiny, oh, he's taller man. than five foot five, but he was small oh. compared to the other, like, well, giants. Well, I mean, you had, room. like, I this guy dick. called Mark, da- yeah, Mark Dad Dick Davis. And he's, <laughs> he's this little dude's run at him. And he's just thrown him, and he literally hit the roof. Yeah, he actually crazy. hit the roof, mm. and I'm pretty sure that wasn't a part of the plan because they were like, "Oh shit!" Like, he kind of paused for a moment. He's like, "I hope the roof doesn't fall the, on us." The vibe I got from Tim Cade from seeing him twice, I'm sure that he'd be like, "Yeah, now just throw me as hard and fast as you can." Yeah, like, I think he is a I'll psycho, that. but I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of coke that goes into that mentality. <laughs> sure, I'm just saying. Mark Dad Dick Davis was my favorite wrestler out of that whole match. Me too. Uh, Ma- yeah, me too. He didn't win. He came out. His whole gimmick was, oh, I'm a friendly guy. He, he gives was, high he fives to guy. everyone that wants him. And on his way out, I got a high five for you myself. You got a high five. I, I leaned over this dude next to me to get the high five and <laughs> I was, got it. And I was He was stoked. giving out mega high fives. Um, but this dude yeah, was like, like what, six, 
six. Oh, man, he was like six. Six, six, four. Yes. Uh, six, he was six, six. I'm very but sorry, was, Mark Davis. I don't want to. He was, he was, he was Mark Dick, uh, Dad Dick Davis. And he, he wasn't big. calling himself that. That was an audience chance. They yeah. just started going, Mark's got a dad dick. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah, he probably does. Look at him. Dad dick. Dad and dick. that's the thing about the bloke. He wasn't like ripped. He was thick. He was chunky. This dude was he thick was as. Boy. He wasn't like fat. Nah, he was big legs. Thick. And big, every, big legs. everything he did, every person he threw around was just they like at least two or three times more intense than any other wrestler yeah. that mm. night. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, if, that's if he insane. Was, if this was a basketball he- game, he was your center. Like he was your oh, big, hard. he was your big boy that yeah, runs the D. But we will, we will, I'll just quickly say Alex Shepard and JL Gold did play their parts. Perfectly, yep. they were wonderful, but we will move on because there's a no, lot we've got to do. Just quickly though, before that, I really enjoyed. Do we need how- to go through all the matches? Can we just some skip of them? To- I'm just going to touch. Yeah, yeah okay, touch my favorite part about that bit though was Alex Shepard comes out and everyone's like, "Who are you? Who are you? Who are you?" And then halfway through the through the games uh, through the match, someone goes, "It's Stephen Shepard." And everyone's like, "Stephen Shepard, Stephen." He's like, "My name's Alex. Stephen Shepard." The crowd was bro. brutal, but like again. They encourage that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get it. The crowd making noise. I honestly think they just mistakenly thought he said. Second last match: Kelso Kahunes versus Alex Titan. He is the tie dye, your mate, oh uh, with God. the hat. I didn't I, like that match. No, no not that. a good match. Not nothing against them in particular, Weird but choices. Kelso Kahunes. It was a career-ending <laughs> match. If he lost, he was out. Forever. And to put it, out, it was a weird like. Pro drug thing. It was like um, he was he, he, he was Popeye, he was Popeye but but, but it wasn't it wasn't spinach that made him. It was Coke. And okay, as well, like the funniest part is his mate comes up with a little bag of Coke. Here, mate, do the Coke. He's like, no, 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 I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then he gets his ass kicked again. He's like, fuck it, give me the Coke, give yeah. me the Coke. And he smashes it in his face, and everyone's gone. Yeah, and I was just the like, whole crowd this was is like, all weird. drugs, drugs, <laughs> drugs, drugs. So this like, is really what weird. Is going on. <laughs> it was the valley. But at the same time, <laughs> I wasn't there chanting like, yeah, drugs. I was, I was like, like, oh, like, I drugs. feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, we're all like, I don't know Gleam about this. <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're all yeah maybe we're just nerds. I don't yeah, know. I think so. um, but yeah, he lost, so I don't. I guess that's the end of it for him, the I, point I, was, I suppose. I think the idea was, yeah, drugs are bad. Okay. Yeah, really bad. Career ending. Really <laughs> bad. <laughs> Poor bugger. Um, moving boots. on. The no disqualification between Nick Vizek and Johnny Lucas. Uh, sucked, man. That was such a hyped up fight that really sucked. I think it was because... Why, why was it hyped up, Alex? Uh, uh, because every chant and every fight was, you know, and the, it <laughs> the best matter. one was, the best one was that this ref sucks, but he's still better than Lucas. <laughs> better than Lucas. Again, this was their first time, and I hadn't seen Johnny Lucas before, but this the crowd, obviously, because they go once a month, there's a bit of history between them and Johnny Lucas, apparently. Clearly. Every match leading up to this one, and we are going backwards in the card order, um, but every match leading up to it, there'd be a chant that was better than Lucas. Yeah. And so by the time Lucas came on, we we're all sitting there being like, oh, okay, man. he must be pretty shit. Let's see yeah, what he's got. This is you Lucas. Know? Here we it are. It wasn't great, but the, my, another favourite one was there was a part where they were, apparently there were things under the chairs in the front few rows, and there was a oh, frying, a frying pan. Yeah. yeah, and people bring tongs and weird shit. There was a frying pan, and so <laughs> in front of the chairs was... That fry pan cooks better than Lucas. <laughs> He's just like ripping on the guy's like culinary skills. Yeah. To me, that was hilarious. It was a lot of fun. That was. That was fun. And we'll go straight to Super Chico oh versus God. Jay Diamond, who was the New yeah. Zealand wrestler. Is he the New Zealand? Now, oh, now this is, this is the bit of the night fierce. I didn't quite understand. Because 
there was a bit where like one of them made a point about the, the that the wrestler was wrestling small people in Japan and the crowd was like that's racist that's racist and then they spent the whole time in that New Zealand like ripping on him and I get that mm. you know ripping on Kiwis is fun but like like the crowd was well, dirty deed done with sheep <laughs> that's that was. Well. And this guy, without a shit of a light, he was like a like a discount the rock. Like he was a big dude. He was a guy. big yeah. guy and he had oh, he, I wouldn't like to go up against him, but he, I got a Batista vibe from him. He yeah, definitely had, okay. you know, the DTs and yeah. Quite, you know, see, for me, the ferocious was, yeah, every ball. second was a Kiwi joke at his expense. Oh. And he just the best part was him looking at the crowd like, like really? really? We're doing <laughs> And the crowd was always like, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, the creativity went up. It wasn't like, oh, they ran out of steam. At the start, it was just like, oh, uh, New Zealand, oh, you're a yeah. sheep shagger. By the end of it, it was dirty, de- dirty deeds done with sheep. And not just that, but the full, like, at the end of it, they're going, dirty deeds and they're done with sheep. <laughs> I was like, wow. Was that was harmonies in the Dave Dobbin. Oh. I was kidding. I don't have anything against New Zealanders, but during that match, Jade yeah. Diamond was a dirty, filthy sheep shagger. <laughs> damned if he was going to get away with it. <laughs> I can't remember. Did he win or not? You know, I think he did. Oh, well, you know. He did too. Um, he did too. And then we'll quickly touch on the very first match, Zero and Jake Nova versus Jamie Luxford oh, yeah, and... that ginger. And Mr. Oh. Cross. He copped it for Alex Cross. That red... Uh, yeah, the red-headed dude. Yeah. Jackson... Jackson Cross. Jackson Jackson? Cross. Jackson? Yeah, apparently. Jesus, it's stupid name. But yeah, uh, uh, again... Sorry the Jacksons out there. <laughs> yeah. all, all six of you. They had a big job in that, especially the rest of the Sporting Woods crew that was there, hadn't seen the professional wrestling in the Valley before. Um, and they did a great job. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, these guys are, you know, quite serious yeah, about it. Was, it. They were doing fine. It, it was it had a good it pacing. It wasn't that many... St- uh, levels down of standard from what you see on like the WWE. No, now, no, again, I'm not a massive WWE fan, but you know you can get a cheap chill, a cheap thrill out of it sometimes. And I was expecting these blokes to be like ten times slower, and you know they're kind of like soft and whatever. No, no, no they, they were, went. They were going full. They did tilt. everything they had to that do. That first tag team match that we're talking about, yeah, they came out fast and furious, and yeah. I, I did have more fun during the night than I do like sitting at home watching wrestling. Yeah, mm. which I do enjoy doing. Um, but brings us to the third match of the night, which this we've is- left out, oh. um, was the incredible oh. YOLO championship match. It was the- a hardcore match between Rip Riley, uh, with Who's Flashman. 130 kilos, <laughs> and he's got this little, like, I mean, I think there's Flash something, uh, yeah, I mean, what Flash do you say? Man, that's like, right. He's, Flashman is, there's something oh, a bit. Something. Was it Flash or Flesh? You think- Flash. Flash. Oh, I what kept saying Flashman. <laughs> I thought his name was Flash. Uh, yeah. I thought it was gross. He came out in a bloody leopard print suit. This Time, little yeah. dude, there was something off with him. Like he's oh, he was creepy, but no, nah, but not creepy. There's something like in the he's got a, some sort of disability. Like he's oh, not wow. like just normally short. No, he wasn't. He he's was, he like was a four foot six, yeah. and he's got like a, like a funny voice, <laughs> which and, made him such a great person to be oh, a great, wrestler, and especially a great what manager a great... for a bloke as massive as the the wrestler. Mm, yeah, uh, he like, was. He was straight up like huge. 130 kilos. Now for the guy. Yolo Championship versus. Well, no, for the YOLO okay. Championship, I want to just touch on what the actual belt was. <laughs> oh, now, yes. the YOLO belt was the shape of a normal, you know, WWE-style belt. But- However, it had the word YOLO written on it, which is weird to begin with, but it had a goon sack attached to so like the bottom of it. Like a little triangle, silver triangle beneath it, and, and you're like, like, what is that? It's so yeah. shiny. And you're like, wait a minute. It's a goon, goon sack. sack. <laughs> and which was, I'm pretty sure it was oh, the tie-dye guy came out and he was like, you know, I've been here since the start, I even invented a goon sack belt, and it was like, that you? Of course you did. Of course you did. Of course you did. It was funny to see that, but 
the, the, the star of the night, I think we all know who mm. the star of the night was is. Was his opponent, yeah. Humanity. Oh, so good. Wonderful gimmick. Animal gimmicks all, always get over very easily, but he was wonderful. He has a dugong-style <laughs> mask... Which really added to the mystery. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> did. It was like a loop. Well, I don't think you'd want to go to work and like yeah. you, you favor that <laughs> so way. What do you do, man? Humanity. I know you. It's like, dude, come on. That's yeah. why he's wearing he a mask. He came out wearing bubble wrap all around him. Well, it was and a hardcore match. He didn't he, want to get hurt. He, had a, he, had he a is a na- his gimmick is a narcoleptic whale man. Whale, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had like when when he had his video come he up. Started on the to back. understand the ridiculous of this night. It was yeah. so absurd. Down to like my favorite comes part out was to the drum and bass under the sea theme. Yeah, and on top of that with bitches of, like, um, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo, but then, like, yeah. cut with him, like, sleeping in a coral reef. And then, like, when he came out and they're billing him and they're like, From the greatest barrier reef in the world! <laughs> Humanity! So and this like, all yes! might be adding up to make you think that this was going to be a shitty, yeah. lazy, like, half-assed, oh, hardcore yeah. match. All the it was the most disgusting oh, thing I have ever seen no, in really, person. It really was. So Mick Foley himself would have been sitting there like, brother. holy shit. He would have loved it, man. I got Maybe to say, dial it down a bit, guys. You're sitting there being like, all right, you know, this is going to be silly. You're going to see maybe a couple How of could shots. hardcore? You're going to see yeah. a few table spots. You're going to see a few things like that. The trash cans. The tacks come out. You're like, wow. We are seeing We're doing something this. pretty quality. We're doing the tacks. Tax. Go down, big I, old slam. I didn't it. even... It, it was um a garbage can. He brought out a garbage can. They do a bit of stuff with that. But then that's fine. But then later on, he picks up the garbage can. And you can hear, because he's doing, there's something in the garbage can. And I was like, oh, shit. And he, the whole crowd sort of went, oh, no. Yeah. And he pulls it out. Thumbtacks all over yeah, the floor. Everywhere. Everyone's like, oh, shit. Can't wait to see how they avoid going into yeah, that. Yeah, that no. never happened. No, they didn't avoid it <laughs> no. at all. They went Not into only it several that, times. He then, at the, so they did go several times. The, the, the worst one was when, like, and you knew it was coming. Because he's like, you know what? This leotard I'm wearing, I'm taking off the, yeah, the shoulders. Yeah, the vintage. I'm the doing the shoulders. Angle, the the Kurt Angle. angle. Yeah. They're coming off. Here we go. And what, I'm going to get this guy and oh now I'm covered in tax. What I really liked is that he had two of them on. Yeah. The first time he did it, he's gone like shoulder off, shoulder off, yeah, and you're like, yeah, okay, he means business. That didn't work. So he goes, and then he does the second shoulder off, shoulder off, yeah. And then that one did work. It was beautiful. So silly. Oh. Lots of little moments like that. But, but the moment we all lost our damn mind. For me, it was your your perfect you put put it perfectly when you said you lost composure. I did. I completely lost composure. It's happened to me in UFC fights. It's happened to me in, when Japan beat South Africa. I was running yeah. around my house. Just completely yeah. lost composure. So, for our listeners, like, that's the level Alex is yeah, putting this on. It's not just like... It wasn't just like funny. It was actually like, holy shit. So, I'm going to start... He, first of all, brings out chicken skewers. And you're like, oh my God, what the fuck is going to happen here? I, I actually just thought it would I be like a, a threat. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was, it was a, a prop. prop. I thought it would have been fake. what I the thought fuck it... do you do with chicken skewers? Exactly. And the exactly. first time they got brought out, they were just like, he punched him and they and go they got flying into the air and you yeah. thought, oh, okay, that's what they, they One of them got two, stuck in... Two yeah. got stuck in the roof and everyone was like, yeah! And that would have been enough for me. That, exactly. I would have gone home a happy man, but $20 then, worth. But then the big bloke, he's 130 kilos, he gets tied up on the ropes like when Rey Mysterio sets up the 619. And the crowd's singing, we all think that humanity is going to do a 619. That would have been cool. But humanity pulls these skewers out, mm. wraps them up like in his hand, makes them... A, yep, a, balls a them up. Ball them up, and then goes to the guy on the rope oh, wow. and jams them in his forehead. Popped them and in. And keeps pumping them into his head. Until they And you're sitting in. there like... And even at the start, like, I did lose my composure. I'm like, okay, surely this is fucking bullshit. Like, yeah, surely this is just made up. Yeah. No, these... 
chicken skewers were stuck in, in this dude's forest. head. And for a good 10, 15 seconds yeah, and there's blood of him like, oh my down, God, oh my God. There's blood dripping down his face. Oh. Like, this was legitimate. It was legit. Everyone lost their shit. The whole No, no comedy chance going on. No, yeah, ripping no, no, on no, at no that match. point. This was just like, oh my God. It was, it was, I've never seen oh. anything like it. Chicken skewers in the forehead, rubbed around. That was. It was, just, it was an incredible atmosphere, more than anything else. Like, and I mean, I'm no big giant fan of gore. I don't like people seeing people get punched in rugby. Yeah. You know, but this, this was violence that I felt like, holy crap, I can't believe I was here to see this. This yeah. is amazing. And then he put him through a table. It was. It was if, great. If they're level, if they're at that level every week, mm. I, I'm, I'm there. They've got me sold. I it, mean. It was the season finale. They do one a month. And they're not gonna, that was the season finale, so they'll pick it up again in but, February. But shout out yeah. to, I mean, Humanity lost the belt, but straight up, One he's our the champion of the <laughs> oh, night, man. Absolutely. He's the champion of the night. The, oh, the, the Australian the Wrestling night. Alliance Grindhouse did themselves proud in their season finale. They had a couple, couple of cynics like me and Luke. Was not expecting to have as much we, fun. We as walked did. away very pleasantly surprised. My favourite part was that my, my fiance Katie came along with us and Katie's Poor Katie. <laughs> Katie's like, I can't believe like, you did that. Sh- no, I didn't though. She I was like, I was like, Katie, okay, you know, like Michael wants to see, he's saying, hey, uh, he's got the wrestling on this week. You weekend. think of any excuses, I'm probably, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. But, um, and she was like, oh, can I come? And I was like, Seriously? She's like, yeah, she's been before. Like, a couple of years ago, she went, and she actually saw one of those wrestlers the last time at a different production house. So she wanted to come. I was like, all right, fine, if you, if you come for it. So my favourite part, like, of the, of the actually, not my favourite part, because everything was great, but when we all went to get beers at the start, and poor Kate was on her own, yeah. in the, in this dirty, grubby auditorium, and there she is, like, straight hair, blonde. <laughs> Clarinet music Clarinet teacher. Clarinet music teacher. <laughs> and, like, we're like, all right, baby, we're going to go. We're going to get some beers. beers. And you just sit you here in this here. crowd of people with Viking helmets on and shit. <laughs> when, when he brought out the tax, she's like, what are those? Like the thumbtacks, she's like, no, it's not gonna do. <laughs> yeah, the well, I was sitting next to Katie, and I think we were probably the most. You know, we, we were staying out of it as much, not getting involved as the chanting as much. I was as chatting. soon as that thumbtack and skewer part happened, both Katie and I were like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we still lost our shit as well. So, like I said, I'm I'm oh. Mr. Cynical, and I couldn't deny the entertainment value of that. Night. It was just, oh. it was fun. There's no other yeah, way to describe fun. it. It was, it was very enjoyable, and I highly recommend it. That's it. The they end. threw, yeah, they threw people into the crowd for God's sakes. Like that was insane. There was, there was fighting in the crowd. Oh, so this this is wide world. Of woods. This is what we're all about. Oh, I feel good. All range of sports all around the world coming back at you. to Brisbane. Oh, we, we started. And we started back at home. Started at yeah. uh, Madison at Square. Ended ourselves back at Brisbane. Yeah, with with pretty much the exact same quality of stuff. Exactly, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Right into the station. Two fantastic <laughs> fights. Thanks for joining us on Why World of Woods. I'd like to see Conor McGregor with a face full of skewers. <laughs> <laughs> see how good he is then. Up against humanity. You reckon he could take him for the yellow hey, That could be the next WrestleMania. Oh, you never know. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is only our second ever Why World of Woods. Stay tuned. We'll try and give you some warning next time before it comes out. But uh, keep tuning into Sporting Woods. Check us out on your favorite social media app. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Bye. Bye. And then make like a bye. Six more times. Six more times. Six more times. <laughs>